get esteemed for giving me this great opportunity to end today's prayer session. Praise God. Right now, we're praying for our leaders and personal influence in our nations. Our scripture is taken from 1 Timothy chapter 2, verse 1 to 4. It says, Therefore, I exhort, first of all, that supplications, prayers, intercessions, and giving of thanks be made for all men, for kings and all who are in authority, that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and reverence. For this is good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior, who desires all men to be saved and to come to the knowledge of truth. Right now, we pray for our political leaders, governors, presidents, and persons of influence. We pray that the wisdom of God, wisdom and boldness of the Spirit regarding the hearts and minds of our leaders. We're going to decree that within every city, the gospel will be given center stage and the message of the Lord Jesus will be greatly glorified. We also pray for the salvation of several persons of influence. We decree, we decree that the gospel has found a place in their hearts and lives. Our leaders will not be victims of deceit, neither will they be pilots of deception in the name of the Lord Jesus. Esteemed family, let's kind of go ahead and mute our mic and speak in other tongues fervently.
Hallelujah. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your love. We thank you for your greatness. We thank you for your kindness. We thank you, Lord God, for your mercy, your God. Father, Lord God, according to Psalm 20, 22, verse 8, the NIV, God, you said in your word that for dominion belongs to you and you rule over the nations, O God. Dear Lord God, by virtue of the details of this scripture, oh God, we boldly declare, hallelujah, that the gospel is taking center stage in every city, in every street, in every city, in every country, and in every nation, O God. Lord, we thank you for the salvation of men of influence in our nations, O God. These ones, O God, we hear the message of salvation and surrender our lives to you, O God. We declare that these ones, O God, are bold to stand for Christ everywhere they go. Lord, Lord God, we thank you. We pray for Muslims, O God, who secretly, who secretly read the rhapsody of realities, O God. Muslims, O God, who are not bold to publicly denounce their religion because of positions. Hallelujah. Lord, we thank you for their lives, O God. We declare that, that they receive unusual boldness, O God. 
we thank you for this one, so God, we serve you openly and we declare safety for them, oh God. Lord, our leaders, oh God, we walk with your wisdom, and they will give the and they always give right judgment, always, oh God, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Our leaders, oh God, will not be pilots of deception, oh God, they have become pilots of truth. We thank you, Lord, because our leaders, oh God, they are carriers of truth, hallelujah. Lord, we thank you, hallelujah. We thank you, Lord God, for answers to prayers, oh God. For in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you so much, Esteem Samakama, for this great opportunity. And I also want to thank the prayer leaders, Esteem Pastor Deborah Ma, Esteem Dr. Kevin Erisma, and Esteem Sister Tina Ma. Thank you so much. And also thank you so much, Esteem family, for praying for, for the leaders of our nations. Thank you and God bless you. Right now, can you hand over to the to Sister Mutinta for the prayer session? Thank you, Ma. Oh, we bless your name, Lord Jesus. The presence of the Lord is in this place. The presence of the Lord is in this place. I can feel his mighty power. I can see the glory of his majesty. The presence of the Lord is in this place. The presence of the Lord is in this place. The presence of the Lord is in this place. I can feel his mighty power. I can see the glory of his majesty. The presence of the Lord is in this place. He is amazing, he's so beautiful and loving. He does wonders, so forgiving and gracious. All of heaven sing his praises with angels bowing. Lord, we lift up holy hands. To worship Him, yes, we lift up holy hands to worship Him. Now we lift up holy hands to worship Him, King of Kings, the Holy. He is amazing, he's so beautiful and loving. He does wonders, so forgiving and gracious. 
all of heaven sing his praises with angels bowing so we lift up holy hands to worship him yes we lift up holy hands to worship him right now we lift up holy hands to worship him king of kings that's who he is the presence of the lord is in this place the presence of the lord is in this place i can feel his mighty power I can see the glory of his majesty. The presence of the Lord is in this place. Lord, you're amazing. You're so beautiful. Lord, you're loving. You do wonders. So forgiving and gracious. All of heaven, sing your praises with angels bowing. All will lift up holy hands to worship you. I lift up my holy hands to worship you, Lord. Right now we lift our holy hands to worship you. You're the King of kings. That's who you are. You're the king of kings, that's who you are. You're amazing, you're so beautiful and loving. You do wonders, so forgiving and gracious. All of heaven sing your praises with angels bowing Lord, we lift up our holy hands to worship you yes we lift up holy hands to worship you now we lift up holy hands to worship you the king of kings the king of kings that's who you are yes the presence of the lord feels the place the presence of the lord is in this place lord i can feel your mighty power the glory of your majesty your presence lord feels the place you're amazing 
you're so beautiful lord you're gracious oh heaven Oh Lord, we lift up our holy hands. Lord, we worship you, Masakabaya. As we lift up our holy hands to worship you. Right now, we lift up our holy hands to worship you, the only King of kings, the only great I am. We worship you, Masakabaye, the King of kings. That's who you are, Masaraba. You're amazing, Lord. You're so beautiful. You're so loving. You're so wonderful, forgiving and gracious. All of heaven, sing your praises with angels bowing. Lord, we lift up holy hands. To worship you, our King of glory, we lift up our holy hands. To worship you, the Lord of all, right now we lift up our holy hands. To worship you, the King of kings, that's who you are. The King of Kings, Lord of us, Lord, you're amazing. You're so beautiful. You're so loving, our Father. Mashaka Baliraba. Oh, Akosiraba Shakaniraba. Lord, we lift up our beautiful hands to worship you. Right now, we lift up holy hands to honor you. Yes, we lift up holy hands to worship you. The King of Kings, to last for your forever being alive. Makata lakusi antali barusi entai sere vushiravaya malisi entele barusi antale barusharavaya. Child of God, lift up holy hands and worship Him. Masundele barusi entai kali barusi le basunte yikaba marosele vushiravasundele vushiraba. The presence of the Lord is here. It is wherever you are right now. Feel his power, feel the glory of his majesty, feel the presence of the Lord. Let it parambit all of your body, let it parambulate your entirety. Kali serevolu shirava sundele varosa antai kabo serebaya. Makata lako sharava sunte yekeba livaruse antai kabaya. He is Lord, he is gracious, he is kind. He is loving. He is the healer. He is the provider. He is the redeemer. 
That is who he is. He is love. He is light. Maliza and This oncoming king is his name. Jehovah Shalom is his name. Jehovah Nisi is his name. His banner over us is love. Jehovah Gaol is his name. He is God, our righteousness. We call him Jehovah Sikenu. We call him the El Shaddai. We call him Yahweh. We call him Rafi. Kali Sereba. Makata Yekeba. He is Shammah. He is our Shalom. He is God, our peace. Bakata la Koserebaya. Though life beats us like the storms of like you know like the storms of the water that the storms of the ocean though we are pressed on every side he is our peace he is our peace you know the calmness in the eye of the storm that is who he is father we worship you lift up holy hands and say sweet things to him communicate sweet things to him worship him by the name you know he loves call him your father call him your friend call him the king call him god God, for that is who he is. Makatali Kabo Sharabaya. Oh, how great are you, Lord? How mighty are you, Lord? Forever your word is settled, oh God. It is settled. That which you say we are is who we are. Where we where you say we are going is where we are going, oh God. Father, oh God, what you say we have is what we have, oh God. Nothing can stop us, nothing can hinder us, for we are shining and shining like the city set on a hill that cannot be hidden. We are the light of the world. Ah, the hope of nations, the light to nations of the world. We lift our holy hands to God because you are God all by yourself. We give you all the glory. We give you all the praise. We give you all adoration. We magnify you, God. In Jesus' matchless name, we have worshipped. Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Amen. Oh, glory to Master Jesus. Thank you, dear esteemed Sister Mutinta, for that amazing time of worship. God bless you, Ma. Thank you, dear Sister Peace, for the time of intercessory prayers. Thank you to the entire praise team, prayer team. God bless you all. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, esteemed family, depending on wherever you are connected from at this moment. I welcome everyone to another session of the Inspired by the Word, Global Times of Devotion with the Lord and with ourselves as brethren. Thank you, dear esteemed Sister Makama, for this amazing, amazing opportunity to stand in for you in this segment. I do not take it lightly. God bless you so much, Ma. Thank you, dear esteemed Pastor Dapanjila, for sharing your screen with us today. God bless you so much, Ma. And to the co-host, God bless you always. Today is Friday, the 19th of May, 2023. And the topic for today's 
Rhapsody is focus on your assignments. Wow. Focus on your assignments. Are you ready to hear that? What an instruction. Oh my God, today it's going to be one of those days. I really assure you because the Holy Spirit is set to, you know, give us a set of instructions that he expects us to run with. So child of God, I know that we have eyes that see, we have ears that hear, and a spirit that is open to receive from the Lord. The theme scripture for today is taken from John 10, verse 10. Glory to God. And the Bible says, I am come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Pastor says, one of the beautiful things about discovering your divine purpose in life is that it keeps you focused. Oh, so true, so true, so true. Your purpose defines your life, giving you a focus and a direction. Oh, yes. A synonym for purpose is intent or design. Intent or design is never general. It must be clear, definite, and specific for it to be realistic and effective. Oh, glory to God. Our Lord Jesus had a clear purpose for coming into the world, and he expressed it unequivocally. He said, I have come that they may have life and that they may have it to the full. The word says in 1 John 3, 8, for this purpose, the son of man was manifested that he might destroy the works of the devil. Then in Luke 19, 10, Jesus declared, the son of man is come to seek and to save that which was lost. Oh, glory to God. His purpose was very clear. He came to do the will of his father. Oh, glory to God. He said, my nourishment comes from doing the will of God who sent me and from finishing his work. <laughs> uh, you know, you know, scriptures, as you read them in different versions, they hit you in different ways. I want to know if I can get a feedback on my audibility. Can someone hear me? Am I being heard? Yes, ma. Okay, thank you very much. Now, the Bible says, my nourishment, my nourishment, my nourishment does not come from chicken. <laughs> does not come from a well-balanced diet, no. <laughs> it comes from doing the will of God who sent me and from finishing his work. It wasn't just enough that he was doing the will of his father, but from ensuring that he finished it, finishing it, finishing. Ah, 
Okay, that's John 334 in TLB. We see from this statement of Jesus a very powerful principle of life revealed. Hmm. The pursuit and fulfillment, eh, finishing. <laughs> the pursuit and fulfillment of your divine purpose is the true sustenance of life nourishment it's the feel that keeps your engine running while you are on the face of this earth even in the natural sense few things stimulate keep alive or stir courage as much as going after a goal and accomplishing it yes yes that's, it's so true. You know, beginning of the year, esteemed Sister Maka told us to give us an instruction, I think, um, celebrate accountability partners, and said to make, um, that was even last year, towards the end of last year, to make um, your goals and everything. I, for one, prior to now, um, never have um, an annual goal. I, I wasn't brought up that way. I just have like a vision book, a dream book, where I write down everything the Spirit of God lays in my heart, the strategy to which I can accomplish it, and I pursue it, I go with it. It, it becomes my driving force, you know? So when I'm doing things, I, I, it is like a guide, it's like a map, you know? So now, coming into the year, and there is a goal. I found something, you know, prior to that time, even with my dream book, I tend to get distracted on the way, you know, pick up new goals, pick up new things. As you're going, you see this one, it appeals to you, not necessarily as instructed by the spirit, but for the fact that it look, you look at it, it appeals to you, you feel it's good and will benefit the ministry, you just pick it up. So before, at the, by the end of the year, you're going through your, the dream book that I have for the year. I, I find that maybe I had done maybe like 60% or sometimes 40%. While I might have picked up other things on the way that I did, but the things that I had set out with the intention of achieving, I didn't to, you know, to a greater percentage. But look at it this year. Something now shifted. There is a goal. And you see, the, 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 the gratitude, you know, you know, but sometimes when I say thank you, James Amata, you, you, you might think it's for that one very thing. But the, where the gratitude comes from was that she, it's so overwhelming how one person can be that kind, that she took time to go through the goals, streamlined it, you know, it was a safe, you know how you polish diamonds? I, I gave her a rough diamond, then she gave me back a diamond ring, something like that. Now, after polishing it, helping me give it shape, all I heard was go. And this is the fifth month. I can tell you that stage by stage, precept by precept, those things I had written out, it's as if I now got a clear path, a GPS um route was uploaded into my system a route was uploaded into my system and i have a design on where to go there is absolutely nothing that is as exhilarating as having a direction 
and they focus. You know where you're going. So every day that comes, child of God, people cannot just carry their drama into your day because you're waking up. You know what today is meant for. As if that was not enough. Esteem sister, I know Janan, as in she now blew it out of the water by, by the time management, this thing she uploaded last week. Now, in the morning, you wake up, there is no excuse. You cannot come for every single hour. So imagine if I, if I decide, like, I'm not going to work today. So I line out, like, not today, if I decide that I'm not going to go to work today. So I use that management plan and line out all the things I'm going to do for the day. See, hour by hour, I know where I am headed. There is nothing as stimulating as having focus and purpose. People cannot drag you into places that you're not designed to be. Nobody can do that. Because you know that you, can, you need to account for every single time. So you cannot be going towards direction A. Another person will say, no, come and escort me to the market. To do what? When you have a list of all the messages you're supposed to listen to and all the things you're supposed to do with your time and the plans you're supposed to make and the, uh, ah, no, now, the calls you're supposed to make, the people you're supposed to work with, the meetings you're supposed to be in. Even the devil himself knows the things not to try at you because he will bring some things and you will completely ignore him. It is not part of your day. Let's let's keep going. I think <laughs> Pastor says in the penultimate um, paragraph, we also see purpose expressed in Paul's narrative of his encounter with Jesus on the road to Damascus, Acts 26, 13 to 16. He appeared to Paul to make him a minister and a witness in Acts 26, 16. He further reveals to Paul that he was to open the eyes of the Gentiles and turn them from darkness to light and from the power of Satan unto God, that they may receive forgiveness of sins and inheritance among them, which are sanctified by faith that is in Christ Jesus, Acts 26, 18. This was Paul's reason for being, for being. Have you found your reason for being? That very unique, peculiar expression of your purpose. You know, the other day, while we're going through Rhapsody, Pastor told us something like, uh, uh, like this, and isn't it Maka told, you know, she, she kind of brought it home for us. She said, number one, all of us have one general purpose, which is to take the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ to all nations and to all men, entering into every man's world to shed the light, to do that which we are sent. It is the primary reason why we are here. Yet, there is now a unique expression of that primary purpose. A unique expression of that primary purpose, that one now, it is the reason for your being to ensure that you know and can appropriately and adequately deploy 
that unique expression of that general purpose we are all giving. That is why some people, their own is to give. You make money and you give. Some people, their own is to sing. Some people, their own is to keep the back door closed. Some people, their own is to go out and do that face-to-face you know, that one-on-one -on -one interface of evangelism. Some people, they are all, you know, different expressions, different expressions. That's, your, that's why you have different ministry arms. Some people, their own is in the healing school. Uh, healing school. Some people, their own is in, 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 in technical. Some people, their own is in, the, is in the media interface and management of the ministry. That's different expression. Have you found your own? Because it becomes the reason for being. He said, the pastor says in the final paragraph that this was his life's mission to ensure that he opens the eyes of the Gentiles and turns them from darkness to light to bring them into the fold. And he said in verse 19, I was not disobedient unto the heavenly vision. Then in 1 Corinthians 9, 26, he said, I therefore so run, not as uncertainly, so fight I, not as one that befet the air. Time is not enough. In other words, I am focused on my mission. I am definitive about carrying out God's plan for my life. I am focused on my vision and I am definitive about carrying out God's plan for my life. That's how it ought to be, child of God. Be focused on your assignment, on your God-given purpose. Be focused on it. Glory to God. Run to do. Run to finish. Because that is where your nourishment, your sustenance should come from. It should be what propels you every day to do the will of the Father, to finish the work which he has sent to you. Thank you so much, dear esteemed Sister Makama, for this amazing, amazing opportunity. Thank you, esteemed family, for the time of study. God bless you. I hope we are blessed. And please do enjoy the rest of the devotion as I hand over to dear esteemed Pastor Nyinyema. Over to you, ma. God bless you, ma. Thank you, esteemed Sister Kelvin Edges. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, everyone. People cannot just bring drama into my day. Wow. Depending on where you are connecting from, we are going over to the Bible study segment for today's devotion. And I will start with the further studies of the Rhapsody of Realities. Praise to Lord. Acts 26 from 16. But arise and stand upon thy feet, for I have appeared unto thee for this purpose, to make thee a minister and a witness both of these things which thou hast seen, and of those things in which I will appear unto thee, delivering thee from the people and from the Gentiles, unto whom now I send thee to open their eyes and to turn them from darkness to light and from the power of Satan unto God, that they may receive forgiveness of sins and inheritance among them 
which are sanctified by faith that is in me. As 23, 11, and the night following the Lord stood by him and said, Be of good cheer, Paul, for as thou hast testified of me in Jerusalem, so must thou bear witness also in Rome. Praise God. Please let's take the prayer together. Dear Father, I'm unwavering, steadfast, resolute, firm, and focused on my mission and the purpose for which I was created. I serve you wholeheartedly as a witness of the gospel of Christ, definitive about fulfilling your purpose for my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise the Lord. We are going over to the New Testament reading for today's devotion. And we are still in the book of John, John chapter 8, from 48. Caption, I am who I am. The Jews said, that settles it. We were right all along when we called you a Samaritan and you said, we were right all along when we called you a Samaritan and said you were crazy, demon-possessed. Jesus said, I'm not crazy. I simply honor my father. Why you dishonor me? I'm trying, I'm not trying to get anything for myself. God attains something gloriously grand here and is making the decisions that will bring it about. I say this with absolute confidence. If you practice what I'm telling you, you will never have to look death in the face. At this point, the Jews said, now we know you are crazy. Abraham died, the prophets died, and you show up saying, if you practice what I'm telling you, you will never have to face death, not even a test. Are you greater than Abraham who died and the prophets died? Who do you think you are? Jesus said, if I were striving to get all the attention, it wouldn't amount to anything. But my father, the same one you say is your father, put me here at this time and place of splendor. You haven't recognized him in this, but I have. If I, in false modesty, said I didn't know what was going on, I would be as much of a liar as you are. But I do know, and I'm doing what he says. Abraham, your father, with elated fate, looked down the corridors of history and saw my day coming. He saw it and cheered. The Jews said, you are not even 50 years old. And Abraham saw you. <laughs> Believe me, said Jesus, I am who I am long before Abraham was anything. That did it. He pushed him over the edge. He picked up rocks to throw at him. But Jesus slipped away, getting out of the temple. This comes to the end of today's New Testament reading. I'm saying a big thank you to Sim Stamaka for this opportunity. Do have a prolific day, everyone. God bless you, and I love you. We love you too, esteemed Pastor Oninye. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. I'd like to start by thanking the esteemed Sister Maka for this great opportunity to take the Old Testament reading of our Bible studies. Thank you, esteemed 
Dr. Kel for an awesome exhortation in the Rhapsody. Today we'll be reading the book of 2 Kings chapters 1 to 3. Glory to God. And thank you, esteemed Pastor Nda Pandula, for sharing your screen. 2 Kings chapter 1. After Ahab died, Moab rebelled against Israel. One day Ahaziah fell through the balcony railing on the rooftop of his house in Samaria and was injured. He sent messengers off to consult Baal Zebub, the god of Ekron. Am I going to recover from this accident? God's angel spoke to Elijah, the Tishbite. Up on your feet, go out and meet the messengers of the king of Samaria with this word. Is it because there is no God in Israel that you are running off to consult Baal Zebub, God of Ekron? Here's a message from the God you've tried to bypass. You're not going to get out of that bed you're in. You're as good as dead already. Elijah delivered the message and was gone. The messengers went back. The king said, so why are you back so soon? What's going on? They told him, a man met us and said, turn around and go back to the king who sent you. Tell him God's message. Is it because there's no God in Israel that you're running off to consult Baal-zebub, God of Ekron? You, you needn't bother. You're not going to get out of that bed you're in. You're as good as dead already. The king said, tell me more about this man who met you and said these things to you. What was he like? Shaggy, they said, and wearing a leather belt. He said, that, was, that has to be Elijah, the Tishbite. The king sent a captain with 50 men to Elijah. Meanwhile, Elijah was sitting big as life on top of a hill. The captain said, oh, holy man, king's orders come down. Elijah answered the captain of the 50. If it's true that I'm a holy man, lightning strike you and your 50 men. Out of the blue, lightning struck and incinerated the captain and his 50. The king sent another captain with his 50 men. Oh, holy man, king's orders come down and right now. Elijah answered, if it's true that I'm a holy man, lightning strike you and your 50 men. Immediately, a divine lightning bolt struck and incinerated the captain and his 50. The king then sent a third captain with his 50 men. For a third time, a captain with his 50 approached Elijah. This one fell on his knees in supplication. Oh, holy man, have respect for my life and the souls of these 50 men. Twice now, Lightning from out of the blue has struck and incinerated captains with their 50, with their 50 men. Please, I beg you, respect my life. The angel of God told Elijah, go ahead and don't be afraid. Elijah got up and went down with him to the king. Elijah told him, God's word, 
because you sent messengers to consult Baal-zebub, the king of I the god of Ekron, as if there were no god in Israel to whom you could pray, you would never get out of that bed alive. Already you're as good as dead. And he died, exactly as God's word spoken by Elijah had said, because Ahaziah had no son. His brother Joram became the next king. The succession took place in the second year of the reign of Jehoram, son of Jeho Jehoshaphat, king of Judah. The rest of Ahaziah's life is recorded in the chronicles of the kings of Israel. Just before God took Elijah to heaven in a whirlwind, Elijah and Elisha were on a walk out of Gilgal. Elijah said to Elisha, stay here. God has sent me on an errand to Bethel. Elisha said, not on your life. I'm not letting you out of my sight. So they both went to Bethel. The guild of prophets at Bethel met Elisha and said, did you know that God is going to take your master away from you today? Yes, he said, I know it, but keep it quiet. Then Elijah said to Elisha, stay here. God has sent me on an errand to Jericho. Elisha said, not on your life. I'm not letting you out of my sight. So they both went to Jericho. The guild of prophets in Jericho came to Elisha and said, did you know that God is going to take your master away from you today? Yes, he said, I know it, but keep it quiet. Then Elijah said to Elisha, stay here. God has sent me on an errand to Jordan. Elisha said, not on your life. I'm not letting you out of my sight. And so the two men went their way together. Meanwhile, 50 men from the guild of prophets gathered some distance away while the two of them stood at the Jordan. Elijah took his clock, rolled it up, and hit the water with it. <laughs> the river divided and the two men walked through on dry land. Then they reached the other side. Elijah said to Elisha, what can I do for you before I'm taken from you? Ask anything. Elisha said, your life repeated in my life. I want to be a holy man just like you. That's a hard one, said Elijah. Just, but if you're watching when I'm taken from you, you get what you've asked for. But only if you are watching. And so it happened. They were walking through and talking. Suddenly, a chariot and horses of fire came between them and Elijah went up in a and Elijah went up in a whirlwind to heaven. Elijah saw it all and shouted, "My father, my father, you, the chariots and the cavalry of Israel." When he could no longer see anything, he grabbed his robe and ripped it to pieces. Then he picked up Eli Elijah's cloak that had fallen from him, returned to the shore of the Jordan and stood there. He took Elijah's cloak, 
all that was left of Elijah and hit the river with it, saying, Now where is the God of Elijah? Where is he? When he struck the water, the river divided and Elisha walked through it. <laughs> the guild of prophets from Jericho saw the whole thing from where they were standing. They said, the spirit of Elijah lives in Elisha. They welcomed and honored him. They then said, we are at your service. We have 50 reliable men here. Let's send them out to look for your master. Maybe God's spirit has swept him off to some mountain or dropped him into a remote ravine. Elisha said, no, don't send them. But they pestered him until he caved in. Go ahead then, send the 50 men off. For three days they looked, searching high and low, nothing. Finally, they returned to Elisha in Jericho. He told them, so there, didn't I tell you? One day, the men of the city said to Elisha, you can see for yourself, master, how, how well our city is located, but the water is polluted and nothing grows. He said, bring me a brand new bowl and put some salt in it. They brought it to him. He then went to the spring, sprinkled the salt into it, and proclaimed, God's word, I've healed this water. It will no longer kill you or poison your land. And sure enough, the water was healed and remained day, just as Elisha said. Another time, Elisha was on his way to Bethel and some little kids came out from the town and taunted him. What's up, old bald head? Out of our way, skinhead. Elisha turned, took one look at them, and <laughs> oh, glory to God. Elisha turned, took one look at them, and cursed them in the name of God. Two, be two bears charged out of the underbush and knocked them about, ripping them limp from limp. Forty-two children in all. Elisha. Elisha went on to Mount Carmel and then returned to Samaria. And the last chapter of the day, caption, Joram of Israel. Joram, son of Israel in Samaria, in the 18th year of Jehoshaphat, king of Judah. He was king for 12 years. In God's sight, he was a bad king but he wasn't as bad as his father and mother. To his credit, he destroyed the obscene bow stone that his father had made, but he hung on, on to the sinful practices of Jeroboam, son of Nebat, the ones that had corrupted Israel for so long. He wasn't about to give them up. King Mesha of Moab raised sheep. He was forced to give the king of Israel 100,000 lambs and another 100,000 rams. When Ahab died, the king of Moab rebelled against the king of Israel. So King Joram set out from Samaria and prepared Israel for war. His first move was to send a message to Jehoshaphat, king of Judah. The king of Moab has rebelled against me. Would you join me and fight him? 
I'm with you all the way, said Jehoshaphat. My troops are your troops. My horses are your horses. Which route shall we take? Through the bad lands of Edom, the king of Israel, the king of Judah, and the king of Edom started out on what proved to be a looping detour. After seven days, they had run out of water for both army and animals. The king of Israel said, bad news. God has gotten us three kings out here to dump us into the hand of Moab. But Jehoshaphat said, isn't there a prophet of God anywhere around through whom we can consult God? One of the servants of the king of Israel said, Elisha, son of Shaphat, is around somewhere, the one who was Elijah's right-hand man. Jehoshaphat said, good, a man can a man we can trust. So the three of them, the king of Israel, Jehoshaphat, and the king of Edom, went to meet him. Elisha addressed the king of Israel. What do you and I have in common? Go consult the puppet prophets of your father and mother. Never, said the king of Israel. It's God who has gotten us into this fix, dumping all three of us kings into the hand of Moab. Elijah said, as God of the angel armies lives and before whom I stand ready to serve. Yes, Elijah was always ready to serve. And whom I stand ready to serve, if it weren't for the respect I have for Jehoshaphat, king of Judah, I wouldn't give you the time of day. But considering, bring me a minstrel. When a minstrel played, the power of God came on Elisha. He then said, God's word, dig ditches all over this valley. Here's what will happen. You won't hear the wind. You won't see the rain. But this valley is going to fill up with water and your army and your animals will drink their fill. This is easy for God to do. He will also hand over Moab to you. You will ravage this country, knock out its fortifications, level the key villages, clear cut the, the orchards, clog the springs, and litter the cultivated fields with stones. In the morning, it was, it was at the hour of morning sacrifice, the water had arrived. <laughs> water pouring in from the west, from Edom, a flash flood filling the valley with water. By this time, everyone in Moab had heard that the kings had come up to make war against them. Everyone who was able to handle a sword was called into service and took a stand at the border. They were up and ready early in the morning when the sun rose over the water from where the Moabites stood. The water reflecting the sun looked red like blood. Blood? Look at the blood. They said, the kings must have fought each other, a bloody massacre. Go for the loot, Moab. When Moab entered the camp of Israel, the Israelites were up on their feet, killing Moabites right and left. The Moabites running for their lives, Israelites relentless in pursuit, a slaughter. They leveled the towns, littered the cultivated fields with rocks 
clogged the springs and clear cut the orchards. Only the capital, Ker Hareset, was left intact, and that not for long. It too was surrounded and attacked with, with thrown and flung rocks. When the king of Moab realized that he was fighting a losing battle, he took 700 swordsmen to hack a corridor past the king of Edom, but they didn't make it. Then he took his son, his firstborn, who could succeed him, who would succeed him as king and sacrifice him on the city wall. That set off the furious anger against Israel. Israel pulled back and returned home. Glory to God, hallelujah. And that brings us to the end of the Old Testament reading for today. I'd like to thank the esteemed Sister Maka once again for this great opportunity. Thank you, everyone. I'll now hand over to the esteemed Brother Martin for the affirmation and communion segment. Do have a prolific day, everyone, and God bless you. Thank you so much, esteemed Brother Emmanuel. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, everyone. Depending on what part of the world you're connected from at this time, I'd like to say a very big thank you to esteemed Maka for this wonderful privilege to take us through the affirmation as well as the communion. Praise God. On the screen, you find our affirmation for today. We are affirming our work in righteousness, our work in love. I work in the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. I have overcome the world. I'll be making this affirmation five times this morning. Praise God forevermore. In the name of the Lord Jesus, I work in righteousness. I work in love. I work in the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. I have overcome the world. I work in righteousness. I work in love. I work in the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. I have overcome the world. I walk in righteousness. I walk in love. I walk in the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. I have overcome the world. I walk in righteousness. I walk in love. I walk in the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. I have overcome the world. I walk in righteousness. I walk in love. I walk in the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. I have overcome the world. Praise be God forevermore. Brothers and sisters, I would like to remind us that this affirmation, we're supposed to make it a hundred times every day. But because of time, we'll take five times this morning. Make sure, do your best possible to take the remaining 95 times and do your best possible to do today's own. It is very important. Praise be God forevermore. At this point, we'll be going into the communion segment of our meeting. And our text is taken from the book of Matthew, chapter 26, verse 26 to 28. Praise God. As they were eating, Jesus took bread and blessed it and break it and gave it to his disciples and said, take it, this is my body. And he took the cup and gave thanks. I gave it to them saying, drink ye all of it, for this is my blood of the New Testament, which is shed for many for the remission of sin. You can take the bread at this time. Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus, we thank you for the bread we break today, the communion of the body of Christ. Lord, as we break this bread, we affirm that in you we live, move, and have our being. You are God all by yourself. Heaven and earth adore you. Angels bow before you. Thank you for you have made us kings and priests unto you. And this day as, as priests, we decree that our lives are hidden in Christ and God. We decree that we have peace all the way. We decree that the wisdom of God is at work in us everywhere we go. We speak wisdom. We speak wisdom. We speak wisdom. Wisdom is heard in our voice. Wisdom is seen in our actions. Wisdom runs her full course in us. Thank you, Father. 
we give you praise. Go ahead and break the bread and eat it. Take the cup at this time. Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus, we thank you for the cup of the everlasting covenant. Even now we declare, we go forth in joy. We are led forth in peace. The mountains and the hills, the nations of the world, they clap their hands. They sh- every gate of every nation, of every city is opened unto us. No nation will shut its doors or its gates to us. We are prolific in all that we do. I am prolific. I am prolific. I make progress. I move forward. I advance. I'm a well-watered garden. I am a well-watered garden. I produce fruits because I am fruitful and productive. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord. Go ahead and take the cup now. And even now, in the name of the Lord Jesus, we speak peace to our day. We speak progress. We speak joy. We speak joyful outcomes. Thank you, Lord. We give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Once again, I'd like to say a very big thank you to Esteemed Stamaka for this wonderful privilege. Thank you so much, man. And thank you to all our amazing co-hosts. Thank you so much. At this point, I will kindly hand over to the esteemed Pastor Deborah. Praise be God forevermore. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, praise God, praise God. Good morning, everyone. Thank you so much, esteemed Brother Martins and esteemed co-host. Thank you so much, esteemed Stamaka, for this opportunity. I'm grateful, hallelujah, hallelujah, praise God. Okay. So it's the celebration segment, and today is Friday, May 19th. Glory to God. If it's your birthday today or the birthday of a loved one, on anniversary you love for us to celebrate with you please quickly come to the chat room and let us celebrate you um if this is your first time of joining us and inspired by the word we would like to welcome you so we'd like for you to quickly come to the chat room let us know your full name what state or city you're connected from if you're connected from within Nigeria. If you're connected from outside Nigeria, we'd love to know that, know the country. And of course, we invited you. Just as today is the birthday of my friend, her name is Flora. Happy birthday to Flora, glory to God. Um, Sister Jocelyn says today is my younger sister's birthday. Her name is Mercy Wombo. Happy, happy birthday to your sister. Sister Titi Lopez says today is the birthday of my Zonal Choir Director, Dickiness Mimi Phillips. Happy, happy birthday. Etel says yesterday was my birthday. <laughs> I had this. Okay, Sister Etel, happy, happy birthday. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Glory to God. Okay. Um, Sarah Omolola says yesterday was a birthday of 
my dear friend, her name is Judith. Happy, happy birthday to your friend, Judith. Glory to God, glory to God. Oh, praise God forevermore. Sister Shelia Abigail says, yesterday was my friend's birthday, Jennifer. Happy birthday to your friend, Lako Sekito Belegisto Fregito Pranamando Ketule Bosch Kelemande Sika Kakole Grondo Suflendo Predisco Palande Kiska Vasco Pelegronde Shakali Lagradesto Scafitule Mon Predisco Pararapa Sutoko Pradagabachata O Lakos Mangradesca Pela Granda Sasika Kakakore Don Telira Lemonon Vetusha Ecle Endo Pradiga. Lord, we thank you, O God, for every one of our loved ones, our friends who are celebrating their birthdays today. We thank you for their lives. We thank you, O God. Yes, because you have blessed them. Hallelujah. You've blessed them. You've increased them. Hallelujah. Their lives are from glory to glory, from victory to victory. We thank you, O God. Manto Kalabranda Kasataya. If there's any one of them who's yet to give their lives to Christ, we pray for that one, that that one is making the right decision today, making that right decision, taking that action and declaring the Lord Jesus Christ as their Lord and personal Savior. Oh, Lakora Baskele Mondekebaya. I would thank you for our dear sister in the house, Sister Etel. We celebrate her, oh God. You've given her wisdom, oh God. And this is a season of victory. Victory on every side. Lord, we thank you because our steps are ordered of you. Hallelujah. She functions in excellent wisdom. Hallelujah. When she speaks, she speaks wisdom. Oh, Balarabasata, wisdom is heard in our words. Wisdom is seen in our actions. Wisdom runs its full course in her. Thank you, precious Father. For in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen, amen, amen. Glory to God. Okay, Sister Etel, please reach out to um, Sister Glennis and let us celebrate you further. Sister Glennis will be posting her number in the chat room and you can reach out to her. If we've missed your birthday within the course of the week, please also reach out to the esteemed Sister Glennis and let us celebrate you. We love you dearly. Thank you also very much. God bless you. Thank you so much, Ma, for this opportunity. Over to you, Mama, this time. Heavenly Father, we thank you. Thank you for the fellowship of your spirit. Thank you for the entrance of your word. Thank you for guiding us in the way that we should go. For raising us through your word. And giving us a direction for our lives. Thank you for daily nurturing us into the persons that you want us to be. Thank you, for your word is dependable to build us and to deliver unto us our inheritance. Thank you for today's word, because we are what it says we are. Thank you, dear Father, in Jesus' precious mm -hmm. name, amen, praise God.
Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, esteemed family, depending on where you're connected from. Always a blessing to be here. Um, thank you, esteemed co-host. Thank you to every one of you who have handled. Just a second. Thank you to every one of you who have handled a segment or the other. Um, two things I want to bring to our attention. One was from yesterday's Rhapsody. Also talked about faith and conscience. And um, conscience is a subject matter that I'm, I'm not sure I've ever seen it in the Rhapsody, right? Um, it might just be one of those first. And um, it's something that it determines the course of your life in many ways. You know, somebody says that, ah, so you did this thing, your conscience did not judge you. For us as Christians, um, our conscience is, is used by God's spirit to keep us on track. So I observed something, but I want to believe that the people are not here. Um, today is day three of your love world, right? On day one, which was Wednesday. So I observed towards the, at the end of, of the, of the, of the meeting. So you know how you come on WhatsApp status and you just um, do like a scan. You just see a, like a scan through and then you can literally see like the last status updates of most of your contacts. So I did a scan just um, gliding through the status and I observed that we had a lot of people who were posting about football so it appears that there was a there was a match on that day. Am I am I correct? Did anyone notice it? <clears throat> so it appears that there was a match that day, and the match was going on while the your love world was going on. And I saw that quite a number of people who are supposed to be watching your love world were posting about the match. Brothers and sisters alike. And you know, ah, you know when you want to hold your chest, like I was shocked. Like I was literally shocked. I say, ah, ah, really? As in, these people could, they were watching much while your love word was going on. Uh, their conscience is gone. God called for a meeting. They chose football match. And they are members of Christ's embassy. They are following Pastor Chris. Or they are supposed to be following Pastor Chris. And you see this football own is just one. But it shows a character of the people. Where you can do the wrong thing and not feel bad about it. Feeling bad about something wrong that you did is not, um, is not, is not, is not necessarily a sense of guilt. Because the first time that you do wrong, you, maybe you, you, uh, let's use this football stuff like this. Um, 
you watch football and then you were supposed to be watching your love world. And then you felt bad about it later. Let's even say that, okay, maybe there's a case of somebody who forgot that, oh, it was your love world. And then after watching the football, the person now discovered that, ah, I missed your love world. Of which, depending on where you are, depending on your circle of friends, depending on, because we're all in, in, in cells, PCFs, church groups, where these reminders are posted. But I realized that many people are in church groups, but they never open. They, 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 they can chat on WhatsApp the whole day and not open their cell groups, not open their PCF group, not open their church group. It's a way you are raising yourself and it's a choice. So you, you, unintentionally, this person misses your love world while watching football and then finds out and feels bad about it. That first incident, you're feeling bad about it, is for you to put down a structure so that you don't repeat it. For instance, one of the things I do as a person, because you have to make up your mind that you want to do right all the time, and it's possible. I set an alarm. If I'm in a meeting and it is announced that, oh, every... Let's, let's not even go into the announcement. For instance, Wednesday is midweek service. So I find that sometimes I can be with, with some people and then I come out and midweek service is going on and they are not watching. And then I'm watching on my phone. Maybe I just came out of somewhere within the premises and I'm watching midweek service and then um, they are not connected. And I'm like, ah, it's midweek service. Oh, it's midweek service. Ah, it's already time. Then they begin to tune in. And I'm wondering, oh, so when I'm not here, or if I were not around, that means they would not have watched the midweek service. And I realized that it's not important. There's no alarm set. You know, many of us, we walk. We get a call that, oh, there's this business meeting, eight o'clock on Thursday you set an alarm. Oh, there's this um, 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 conference that's going on. You get to meet this person, get to meet this person. You set a reminder. Well, how come we don't have reminders for church services? How come we don't have reminders? They've announced your love world for how many weeks coming? How come you didn't set an alarm to remind you that your love world is Wednesday, Thursday, Friday from 17th to 19th of May? How come there's no alarm to remind you? So when you see the life of quite a number of people, you can tell that they are not listening to Pastor Chris. You can tell that they are not following Pastor Chris. And <laughs> I say something often. A lot of times the things that God brings to us the instructions, they are not nice advice. They are not nice advice. They are life advice. I cannot, I cannot understand how a member 
of Christ Embassy, we miss your love, Lord. When the people that are not members are tuning in to hear what the man of God is saying, the things that pastor is teaching at your love, Lord, I don't think there's anybody that is teaching it now. The secrets of, of, of the globalist that he's, review, he's reviewing to us, revealing to us, I don't think there's anybody that's doing that now. This 2023 now, these remaining months that are left in 2023, the globalists do not plan for us to survive it. And then somebody brings these things to your attention so that we can destroy it, so that we can pray about it, so that we can alter it and use our prophetic words to set the our future on course. Somebody chooses football. Football? Brothers and sisters, I'm raising that matter here so that if you are guilty, it will not happen with you again. Some things are too dangerous in the realm of the spirit. Proverbs 22, you find it in different places. I think it's in Proverbs 27, 22, and Proverbs 12. It said that there is he that foreseeth evil and hideth himself. Then he says, there is he that walketh on and perish. Now, that's, see, when he was talking, the he that he was talking about there is not an unbeliever. He's not a sinner. He's a child of God that refuses to heed to warning. And there are consequences. So he says that this one, he continues and then he perishes. There are many troubles certain Christians face. They have no business facing it. Every day people will die in this world. And there are days Christians die. How is the selection process done? Because death cannot take a man on its own. A man must submit to death for death to take him. I'm not going to go into details, but it's very spiritual. So how does a Christian feel on that line for the people that would die on a particular day? How did the Christian find himself in that place? It starts with things like this, the negligence of spiritual instructions where you train your conscience no longer to heed. What then happens is that the time of danger that conscience has been trained not to listen. So even when the angels are trying to get your attention, even when the Holy Spirit is trying to get your attention, the trigger in your spirit that should have given you a red alert, don't go, don't go, don't enter this vehicle, don't board this plane, don't do this, don't do this. That conscience has been killed by the little, little things like this. Your love word season, your love word is going on. The person chose football. It's not about the football, it's a training. You are training your conscience. The day that that conscience should have delivered you, that nudge in your spirit. Many of us have heard where, oh, I was supposed to do this, but I had this, 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 this um, restriction in my spirits. I was supposed to board this car. How do you explain? A guy was in the vehicle. And then he started, he, 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 got, he, he got this nudge. And then he started, he started saying, please, I want to get down. I want to get down. I want to get down. 
And then he got down. He had not taken his stance where he was. As that boss moved away, the next thing he saw was a heat. The boss caught fire and everybody in the boss died. He was in the boss. He just had this strong nudge to get down. Do you know what boldness it takes for you to stop a driver in the middle of the road and say, I want to come down from this vehicle? Brothers and sisters, the things that God, see, I, I, see, if you follow Pastor Chris honestly and genuinely, you will not miss it in life. And you will, have, you will not have casualties. Some Christians suffer. They suffer terrible things that a child of God ought not to suffer. It begins from things like this. We are doing your love world. You are watching football. Ah, is that how much God means to you? Football over the world? I hope that when trouble comes, football can deliver you. I hope that the Messi and all the Ronaldos and all those people that you are watching, I hope they can come from their country to rescue you when trouble comes. Let this be a warning. And I warn you by the spirit of God, if you are here and that happens with you, your days of ignorance are over. The trouble that the devil is cooking for you, may you not be a victim. Somebody said the devil you are playing with is not playing with you. He's not. He's not. He's not your friend. The devil is not your friend. Yesterday, was it Pastor Larry or Pastor? The devil does not play fair. It is not in him to be nice. And of all people, it's not going to be nice to you as a child of God. He's not nice to his children. How much more you? That, I, that, that is a terror to his kingdom. Faith and a good conscience. You can do the wrong thing consistently and be comfortable. You are setting a foundation for a troubled life. It, when I hear so, so, some of the challenges that a Christian is going through, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm empathetic, but I'm also asking myself, how did this Christian get here? I know there's, some there's, a, there's a place in life a Christian should not get. The challenges that God promised us were persecutions, not some kind of terrible sufferings, like of someone that does not have God. Ah. There are some sufferings. It's only someone that does not have God that suffered that kind of suffering. The Bible talked about Joseph. He was in prison. He was a prosperous man. It, I don't know if you get it. He was in prison. He was a prosperous man. He was in charge of prison. When God is with a man, it's not in the physical state. It will show. He can be a cleaner, but it will show that God is with him. So when you suffer some kinds of suffering, it, 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 see, it's not all, it's, it's see, for the child of God, the devil has no authority. The devil has no power. Check your life. Check your life. David said, he said, before I was, before, 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 what was that scripture? He said, um, before I was afflicted, I went astray. This was David's testimony of his personal afflictions as a child of God. And what is he trying to tell you? He's telling you that I'm a seed of Abraham. I should not be afflicted. If I am afflicted, I have gone astray. I have gone astray. 
before I was afflicted, I went astray. They are afflictions, brothers and sisters, that come from going astray. You walked out on the word. You walked out on the church. You walked out on things that you should do for your safety in Christ Jesus. If you are in Christ, if you stay in Christ, the Bible says my life is hidden Christ in God. For certain things to touch you, it has to touch God, it has to touch Christ, then it comes to you. So if they are touching you, ask yourself, where are you in Christ? No, ask yourself. If you learn to sit yourself down and review your life, you'll be honest with your life. You'll be honest with your life. You know, when, 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 when sometimes I hear certain things, the, the, dev, the devil is not a factor for the Christian. Stop giving the devil that credit. He does not deserve it. He does not deserve it. He's not a factor. You are your own problem 99% of the time. If it is ignorance, you are your problem because we are living in a generation where the Bible says knowledge shall increase and knowledge has increased, brothers and sisters. Where are you getting your knowledge from? Today we're talking about your love world. The other things, we might not have the opportunity to talk about it because it might make you a victim in life. Be honest with yourself. Are you happy about your life? Are you happy about the course of your life? Are you happy about your day-to-day -day experiences? Are you happy about how things are going on in your family? Are you happy? Then sit yourself down and ask yourself, where have you been? What is your routine like? What's your everyday like? And you really ask yourself if God is to blame or if you are to blame. Faith and a good conscience. Go back to that rhapsody. I want to talk about today's own, but maybe tomorrow. Because I spoke to you earlier on at the beginning of the year about your unique assignment. Your unique assignment. Brothers and sisters. The Bible says, he that has ears, let him hear what the Spirit says. In these last days, don't be a victim of the devil's nonsense. Don't let the devil play ball in your court. Lord, we're here to do. We're here to do. And those of us who need to make adjustments, we make the adjustment, not just about your love, Lord, but in all ramifications of our lives, we will always do the word and it will be the word at all times. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' precious name, amen. I like us to, okay, I, I haven't prayed over the offering. Heavenly Father, thank you for those who are giving an offering today. Thank you as they send their offerings to their churches, their cells, their PCFs, their groups. I declare that it is sanctified by the Holy Spirit and have made acceptable unto you. And even as you receive it, Lord, thank you because you command the harvest. You are the God of the harvest. And I declare that they have a quick and speedy harvest in thousands of folds in the mighty and matchless name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Praise God. Thank you so much, esteemed family, for connecting for today's devotion. And I look forward to seeing you again tomorrow. Remember that we're praying for Nigeria, 2.45 p.m. We're meeting GMT plus one. And we've not been having the 9.30 segments um, because of the ongoing Your Love World. But we'll resume tomorrow. Your Love World ends today. So if you missed yesterday and two days ago, ensure you're connected today, 7 p.m. GMT plus one. Praise God. 
You can also go to YouTube. I'm sure you'll find some um, streams from the last two days so that you can catch up with it. But the Lord has forgiven you. But please, don't, don't do it again. Don't. Thank you so much. I'd like us to unmute our mics as we share the benediction. Thank you, everyone. And we're going to my Lord Jesus Christ. I love you, 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 I love you,